Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Block talk hey, hey. Rogers. It took nine seconds. 
people were hovering yeah, around him like you're Fred Rogers, oh my gosh and it it's and he greets everybody. He loves mm-hmm. everybody. Oh yeah, I think he's just one of those genuinely nice people that even if you weren't a fan of his show or a fan of him, you just couldn't help but look. I mean, not to like. I mean, he was just he's just one of those wonderful human beings that, you know, I don't think I don't think there's enough people like him in the world. You know. I, I, yeah, a lot of people are saying now today we need more we Fred, need Fred Rogers, Rogers in the world. More than anything in this world right now. Mm-hmm. And it is because of, you know, there's so much I mean, political racism, mm-hmm. everything, and Fred was just like, you know what? I like you just the way you are. Yeah. And I think I, that's I think... one of the. And when he said it, he he meant it. Yeah, I think so. I think he, you know, he treated people as people, and I think he loved everybody. I think it showed. I think he just, you know, and then. And for, like I said, an Academy Award winning multi, you know, he's won two Academy Awards, Tom Hanks, to make a movie where he's portraying him. That, to me, that's a uh, a rather nice tribute and basically a tribute and, um, God, I'm trying to think of the word, where it's about the character of that man. That's just, uh, you got somebody of that status, one of the, what many people consider one of the nicest guys in Hollywood portraying one of the nicest people that have ever lived to have a TV show. Yeah, and, and I think that's a very telling, noteworthy thing. I I did watch a uh, interview where it had uh, Tom Hanks and Joanne, jo- Mrs. Rogers. They were both in the interview together, and the uh, Good Morning America was like. What would Fred Rogers think that Tom Hanks is portraying him? And she's like, oh, my gosh, he would have been floored. <laughs> He's watched Forrest Gump more than 40 times. It's one of his favorite movies. And to say that Tom Hanks is playing me? Wow. I think I think, I think Fred Rogers would have been uh, flattered because he's one of the best actors in our generation, really. I mean have somebody like that portraying him. I think he would have been humbled and flattered. Just just my yeah. take, because I think that's the type of person he was. Yeah, and uh, another thing is, did you know that Tom Hanks turned down that role for years? They Forrest have Gump? been trying to get this movie done for a couple of years, and they kept coming back to Tom Hanks, and he kept saying no. No. Oh, for, for he, he uh, the role Fred Rogers? Five years, and he wow. he said when he finally decided to do it, he had night sweats. He could not sleep after he said yes to portray somebody so iconic as this. And he says, you know, I've portrayed a lot of a lot of uh, real characters, but this one, I can't fake it. Yeah, I think I think that kind of shows the respect and reverence that even Hollywood actors had for this guy. Because there's just, I mean, you know, you know, there's. I don't think there's anything you can say bad about him. I mean, there's just, you know. Yeah, one of, and and another thing he also said was he was a little bit older when it came out, and he was like, "Hello, the puppets aren't moving their mouth, and hello, can we get something going?" And then when he got that when he got that clip where Fred Rogers met the little boy in the wheelchair, it was given to him uh, that he broke down in tears and he says, "I've got to do it." Mhm. And I think that's great. He he actually. I do too. All right. Uh, in fact, uh, can we should we play a clip? Sure, I'd say go for it. All right. I we're gonna do I a tribute to him. We might as well play everything we can. He exactly, and here is a clip that um, 
everybody knows, everybody loves. Here he is, and this is probably one of the most touching moments that Fred Rogers could have done was when he talked about death of an animal. Yeah, his dog, his longtime dog that he had. Yeah, and that brought back and, memories of my dog. Oh when my I read, that, I was watching that, and I was like, oh, man, I'm almost tearing up watching this because that's how I felt about my dog and everything, you know? Yeah, and the the cool thing about it is Fred Rogers didn't talk over our heads. He talked in our eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really good clip to play for that to show how much he cared for children. And he didn't talk over them. He talked to them. Yeah, like they were little adults. He just talked directly to them and was patient and kind and just, you know, honest and one true. of a kind. <laughs> you know? All right, here yeah, we go. honest and true. They... Oh, go ahead. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. When I was very young, I had a dog that I loved very much. Her name was Mitzi. Mm-hmm. And she got to be old. And she died. And I was very sad when she died. Because she and I were good pals. Mm-hmm. And when she died, I cried. My grandmother heard me crying, I remember. And she came and she just put her arm around me. Because she knew I was sad. She knew how much I loved that dog. And my dad said we'd we'd have to bury Mitzi. And uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to bury her because I thought I'd just pretend that she was still alive. But my dad said that her body was dead and we'd have to bury her. So we did. Mitzi died. My aunt and uncle gave me a toy dog. Like this. That I used to play with. I used to make it go like this. And then make it pop up again like that. Pretending. Even now, I can still remember Mitzi's prickly fur and her uh, curly tail. She had a tail that went around like that. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see a picture of her? I think I have one in the drawer here. Sometimes people get sad And they really do feel bad But the very same people who are sad sometimes Are the very same people Who are glad sometimes It's funny But it's true same, isn't it for me, isn't it the same, 
Misery moving, very touching. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of like it's 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 stated over and over again. He doesn't talk over the children. He talks to you. I mean, we're adults. You yeah. and I were adults, and just hearing that sound clip, didn't you feel like he was really talking to us? Yeah, he was talking directly to all of us. I mean, you know. I mean, that's I think that's why kids loved him and parents loved him because he was he didn't put himself above them. He talked directly to them. He talked he he was talking to them like he would be talking to himself, you know, or how they wanted to be talked to and how he believed they should be talking to him, you know. Yeah, there was uh, one video I I didn't play this uh, didn't play this clip for tonight, but there was like so much murder going on on the television, and he went to kids and he asked the kids because they never got to talk about this, and he went on television and he interviewed kids and he goes, "What do you think a murderer is?" And the kids are like somebody who's alone. You you know, mm-hmm. who does that? <laughs> Tell them, you know. Yeah, I mean, he he was the OG gangster in television, if you think about it, because he things that you are not allowed to talk about. He did it. Yeah, I mean, he really did. He. He's one of a kind. I mean, the only guy I think I could compare close to him would be Captain Kangaroo. You know, <laughs> you think about it. I yeah, mean, he did a, almost a lot of people thing. are saying that they would like to have a videotape in heaven with Mister Rogers and the painter. What what is his name? Bill Moss, the painter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they want to see Bill Moss and Mister Rogers having a cup of tea in heaven. At a table and just record the conversation. Oh, yeah, because they're soft-spoken and everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would yeah. be, like, the greatest video of all time. So, Tom, let me ask you, just, what is your favorite Mr. Rogers moment? Hmm. Or were I don't you know if I cool just one, but I remember when my kids were little, especially my son, when he was little and he'd watch Mr. Rogers and I'd be watching with him. Like some days I'd have days off during the week with my son and, and everything and I'd be watching you know, Mr. Rogers with him and it was just somehow it's not so much the show, it's how he kept my son's interest because you know, kids aren't easy to keep interested but he'd do different things each day like he'd do like a little craft, put a puzzle together or take him to show, like the one episode I remember was where he took him to a mushroom farm and showed how they grew mushrooms. It was like very educational but he didn't he didn't talk I mean, he showed kids how things were done and stuff like that and how they handled problems and stuff. So I think it was watching the kids absorb all this and everything. So I think when I was watching how the kids were watching it, your perspective on that show changed because I remember people parodying Mr. Rogers and that. And we was just like, yeah, but you're missing the point. He's These kids are learning things that we should all, you know, common courtesy and decency and kindness and they're also learning how to, um, you know, they're learning about things that are educational too, you know. So I think that watching it from their scene to how they were watching it was what I remember most. Oh, you know. So they their eyes were just yeah. I I was watching um, uh, kids react with their parents uh, watching mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers. And so these I think it was are watching their reaction. Huh? I think it was watching their their um reaction to it. That's what I remember most. It's how, you know, my kids watched it and you thought, Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah, kinda they were, they were totally glued to him too, and it's kinda like this is a guy. He's he's skinny. <laughs> He's nerdy, mm-hmm. but he works. He's he's everything that our 
generation and many generations need because he cares. Yeah, a gentle soul, a gentle, gentle man to teach. I mean, he was, you know, he was, I don't say forceful, but he was showing them how love and virtue and kindness and gentleness really would rule the day. I mean, you know. And and he was a uh, he was an ador- uh, ordained minister, but not once in the Mister Rogers show did he push religion on no, anybody. No, he didn't preach at all. But he still carried this message nonetheless. I mean, he he lived through example. I think he lived his life. You know, made himself an example for kids to yeah, live for see and learn from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very that, much so. Yeah, that was definitely his message, and I think it got. I mean, I'm I'm watching uh, these YouTubes and people that sent like thumbs down. People are like, "What? How could you ever give give Fred Rogers a thumbs down? Are you crazy? You just." You just gave a thumbs down to Christ himself. And I'm like, what? wait, wait, wait. Well, there are those <laughs> you know, people that would do that anyways. That's how everybody thought about him because mm. they and, – and in fact, um, here's a uh, a comment made um, by Red Burgundy. As a ghetto kid from the inner city, he was the first white man I ever trusted. He taught me – what it meant to be kind, R.I.P. My friend. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody, um, everybody loves him. Um, here's another comment. Even at a time when I was too. supposed to be, uh, when I was supposed to be about him, he was thinking of other people. Yeah, you know, everything yeah. about. And here's. Oh, now, uh, yeah, it was when he got mad at the... Oh, wait, we got a caller. Hold on. I hope it's not Uber. Oh, they hung up. Mm. 814, please call back. Um, We'll play another clip, and we'll try and get 814 back. How about when Fred Rogers personally saved PBS? Everybody loves that one. I remember that. I actually remember that when he did that too. I I I watched it live too. Here we go. The beginnings of PBS was going to probably be dismantled by Richard Nixon, whose approach to media was to threaten stations if they didn't behave politically. Nixon had a problem with his budget. He had to find money for the Vietnam War. It wasn't a lot of money in today's terms, but he wanted to cut the budget. In the midst of all this, Fred Rogers gets to go before Congress, argue for $20 million of funding to sort of solidify PBS in front of John Pastore, who's the senator who had already sort of made his congressional bones by attacking television. This is going to be a thorough hearing. This is going to be a hearing not to reach for a headline, but to reach for a result. There have been two days of hearings, and he hasn't been very impressed. If you've been watching those hearings, and you had to bet on whether or not PBS was going to keep going, no. That educational television should permanently struggle for subsistence is intolerable. All right, who's the next witness? (laughs) Senator Pastore told the group I've heard everybody read your testimonies. I don't want anyone to read anymore. I'm tired of hearing the readings. When I heard about that, I thought, uh-oh, Fred. All right, Rogers, you got the floor. <laughs> and I could hear in his voice the, the nerves. Senator Pastore, this is a philosophical statement and would take about 10 minutes to read, so I'll not do that. Oh. Uh, One of the first things that a child learns in a healthy family is trust. And I trust what you have said, that you will read this. It's very important to me. I care deeply about children. 
My first children... Will it make you happy if you read it? I'd just like to talk about it, if all it's right, all right. Sir. This is what I give. I give an expression of care every day to each child to help him realize that he is unique. I end the program by saying, you've made this day a special day by just your being you. There's no person in the whole world like you, and I like you just the way you are. And I feel that if we in public television can only make it clear that feelings are mentionable and manageable, we will have done a great service. Uh, could I tell you the words of one of the songs which I feel is very important? Yes. This has to do with that good feeling of control, which I feel that the children need to know is there. And it starts out, what do you do with the mad that you feel? And that first line came straight from a child. I work with children do, doing puppets in, in very personal communication with small groups. What do you do with the mad that you feel? When you feel so mad, you could bite. When the whole wide world seems oh so wrong and nothing you do seems very right. It's great to be able to stop when you've planned a thing that's wrong and be able to do something else instead and think this song. I can stop when I want to, can stop when I wish, can stop, 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 anytime. Know that there's something deep inside that helps us become what we can. I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. <clears throat> Looks like you just earned the twenty million dollars. <laughs> Area code eight one four, you're live. You're in Pennsylvania. Hello. 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 Hey, Don. Hello. Hi, Don. Hi, Don. How you doing? Don, you're in Pennsylvania, right there in the heart of Fred Rogers. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> Didn't like the man when oh, I was a kid. Okay. Really don't like him now. Well, that sounds kind of harsh. <laughs> I know, I'm a buzzkill, but I didn't like him when I was a kid. I thought he was weird. This could explain my dark side now. Yeah, maybe. Mm, possibly. <laughs> I just, yeah, really, I... Not my thing. <laughs> oh, we had to have somebody contrast with us, so, you know, that's okay. Yeah, really, right? Yeah. That's like my, my son says to me, he goes, you don't like Mr. Rogers? No, Wyatt, never did, never will. Sorry. <laughs> All right, well, I, time. I'm, I'm just curious, if you hate Mr. Rogers, what, do you like the Grinch? Oh, yeah, I love the Grinch. Well, I love the Grinch, too, but ah, I like Mr. Rogers, too. There so. we go. Oh, no, the Grinch is the man, okay? He's got Grinch is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. And, and if you remember, Grinch, the, the Grinch's heart did grow at the end of the movie. Yes, it did. Mine might not have, but his did. <laughs> yeah, didn't it grow uh, 10 10 Grinches times plus two, you know. Something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. I, you would think I would remember watching it with all my kids and my grandkids, you know. But, yeah, yeah I don't remember. <laughs> Heck, I'm lucky if I remember what I did yesterday sometimes. But Yeah, yeah I'm that, lucky if I remember what I ate part. yesterday sometimes. Yeah, I know. I got people that stress me out, though, you know, so. <laughs> it's easy to want to forget stuff. Oh, that's understandable. But, but what? But don't you know that Fred Rogers said that the people that make you hurt, you know, didn't you just hear that song where they made, he, don't you want to punch the clay, punch, 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 stomp, stomp, stomp? Oh, hell no, I want to punch somebody's face, face, face. That would make me feel a lot better. 
much more of a stress reliever. Uh, Actually, there are a couple that really do need a punch in the face, but, you know, everybody prevents me from doing it, so, you know, a bunch of buzzkills anyway. Oh, I know. It's me. That's why it's everybody It's been knows. a long time, Dawn. I know. Too long. Yeah, I had a lot of crap go on the last couple of months, but, you know, you just got to get up every morning and deal with it the next day. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's what we all do. Oh, yeah, I'm just getting tired of people friggin' dying, okay? <laughs> it's kind of getting a little bit old. I hear you on that. Yeah. I hear you on that. I can relate. Yeah, you know, we've had well, four, we just four had of those a, things in the last month or so. So, well, in September, my great niece passed away. She was eleven and a half. Well, that sucks. That's sorry. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. I'd like to go down to Florida and punch some faces. Trust me, you have no idea. Huh. You know, it's one of those th- situations where. Uh, you know, you feel that people that should be doing their jobs are not fully doing their jobs. Uh, yep. Or lacking thereof, you know what I mean? I mean, come on. She was 11 and a half, months before her 12th birthday, you know. Yeah, it's so unfair. Yeah, it is. Especially when you talk about bullies and professionals that apparently don't know how to do their jobs. So yeah, so dealing with that on the on the up upside of this, so I did get one of my Christmas presents early, which is pretty friggin' awesome. Well, that's good. Yeah, I got a twenty nine gallon fish tank. My fish have moved from an apartment to a friggin' mansion. Cool. Yeah, they're loving it. And I do have some weird fish, let me tell you. Piranhas? <laughs> no, actually, most of them are, are tetras, you know, or in the tetra okay. family. Uh, I do have a, a, a catfish, though, named Spot. Hmm. But it's not because he has spots on him. Now, Tom, <laughs> I know you watched the monsters when you were a kid, and I'm sure Francie did. Yep. Yep. Who was under the stairs? Spot. There you go. See, that was that's how I came up with that. Okay. Yeah, he's uh he's he's got like a pearly white body and black spots and he's just phenomenal looking. Wow. And his whiskers are as long as his body, which is really weird. So, Miss Francie. Francie. Yes. What you been up to? Um, well, uh, quite a bit. We had a great <laughs> Halloween, and I you know, saw that. That was good. pretty awesome. Yeah. Did you have fun, though? Uh, Huh? Did you have yes. fun? Oh, most definitely. Okay, well, that's what matters. Oh. It's Halloween. you got to have fun on Halloween. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, let's play. Let's see if this is going to work this time, Tom. Okay. Uh-oh, what are you doing? Oh, you're going to play the Emmy speech she gave? I keep trying. It's not working. Hey, here's a really cool song, though, that was, uh, it's a remake of... Hi, neighbor. Welcome again to this neighborhood. I'd like to show you something. You know what this is? Maybe if I press this button. This is a cassette player with a little cassette in here. 
and there's nothing written on it, so we'll just have to play it to see what it is. Do you ever imagine things? Are they scary things? Are they scary things? Do you ever imagine things? Things you'd like to have? Did you ever see a cat's eyes in the dark and wonder what they were? What they were? Did you ever pretend about things like that? Did you ever pretend about things like that? Did you ever grow anything in the garden of your mind? In the garden of your mind. You can grow ideas in the garden of your mind. exceptions, but I mean Yeah. You know, I mean like I said, I just remember my kids I was 
what changed me was watching my how my kids viewed him and my opinion of my thought you know I thought he was kind of at one point in my life I kind of thought he was strange and a little weird too but he was when I watched how my kids watched him and viewed him and saw it through their eyes that changed my perspective totally and sometimes I think you have to look through the eye you have to try to look through things in life through the eyes of a child you know to get their perspective because it's really for the most part they're pure and innocent and they see they're not as jaded and they see things differently I hope that sounds like a good explanation or makes sense but you know what do you think Francie you think that makes sense or I I totally agree with that Um, yeah the the kids I'm Here's here's a uh oh let's see here. Um here's another clip with uh when he took on racial and I think right now a lot of America is going through some racial comments right now and everybody's claiming everybody to be a racial would you agree? Um, yeah, some degree, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think I think some people yeah, are racist, but I think others want to beat you over the head with it when it, when it doesn't apply. So it's kind of a you know, somehow it's a weapon either way, so Yeah, I remember um I was driving to Walmart and it, on my I watch I listen to the um local news network channel here on in California in Sacramento and they do play Rush Limbaugh. And uh-huh. I drove to Walmart to go get some Nexium and I had my news channel on and Rush Limbaugh was playing in the parking lot of Walmart and this guy walked up to me I'm white he was white he was vaping he had a wife beater shirt on and he had all these tattoos and he's approaching my car and I turned it off and he looked at me and he's like you're hella racist I was like for what you don't even know me I'm 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 in a T-shirt and a pair of jeans. What? And he's like, "Cause you're listening to Rush Limbaugh, you're hella racist." I'm like, huh. "What? No." You know, I got a similar, I got a similar story like that. Uh, somebody at work was playing uh, another conservative talk show host named Dennis Prager, who happens to be Jewish, and two of the guys at work who happened to be black were saying, "Well." You know, is that Rush Limbaugh? He's racist. I'm thinking, if you haven't heard him and don't know who's speaking on the radio, how the hell can you say anything? You, yeah, you're just exactly. assuming. You're, you, you're. I go, that's, and I've had arguments with this guy before, and you know, things. I go, to call everything you disagree with racist cheapens real racism. I go, sorry, man, that's not how it goes. I mean, yeah. you know, but that's why I do think sometimes we need people like Fred Rogers to, you know. But I think the same people that would, you know, on that order would find him, you know, something wrong with Fred Rogers being gentle and soft-spoken. Because I think some people believe he's got to be brash and over-the-top and arrogant. And I just don't think you have to be. Yeah, and and not only that, but not only did he have the first African-American to be on a children's show... It found out he found out later on that he was gay, and Fred Rogers looked at him right in the eye and said, "I love you just the way you are." And this is an ordained minister who is supposed to be against gayism and you know all that stuff. And he looked at this guy and he's like, and. Oh, let me, let's hear what Officer Clemens actually had to say about this. 
And it's actually pretty powerful. And I think when you guys hear this clip, you're going to cry. Are you ready, Tom? I'm ready. Are you ready for Niagara Falls? Yep. Nearly everyone remembers Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in this But not everyone knows that this cardigan-clad king of children's TV, Fred Rogers, was actually a pioneer who challenged racial stereotypes in media. Enter Francois Clemens. Francois Scarborough Clemens. And his role as Officer Clemens made him one of the first recurring black characters on a children's TV show. When I started, there were two, three shows, period, on television that employed a black character. Francois grew up during the civil rights movement and times of great racial tension in the U.S. So when Fred asked me to be a police officer, Fred, are you sure? Do you know what policemen represent in the community where I was raised? And then he started talking about children needing helpers and the positive influence that I could have for young children. My heart opened as I listened to him. He accepted the role, not knowing he would end up playing Officer Clemens for 30 years. And one of his most memorable scenes is also one of his favorites. There are many ways to say I love you. It's a very big deal for me to be putting my feet in the water with Fred. During a time of segregation, the symbolism wasn't lost on Francois. To say that he uh, didn't know what he was doing or that he accidentally stumbled into integration or talking about racism or sexism. That's not Mr. Rogers. It was well planned and well thought out, and I think it was very impactful. There are many ways to say I love you. That impact was felt by many, but for Francois, it was personal. I was in the studio one day. That particular day, he was filming the end of the show. And when he got to the part, he said, you make every day a special day. You know how? By just your being you. And I swear it was like, just looking right into my eyes. And when the music stopped, I said, Fred, were you talking to me? And he said, yes, I have been talking to you for years, but you heard me today. Yes. And that's the kind of guy he was. You know, he didn't take religion. He didn't take anything. He just took the person as they were. And they even said there was like this 300-pound guy that was working on the set also who Mm -hmm. made him cry every day because he was just, because Fred was just such a nice guy. He accepted everybody. He didn't care the way you looked. He didn't care the way you dressed. He didn't care if you had tattoos. He just smiled uh-huh. at you and said, I like you just the way you are. He looked into your soul and saw the goodness in your soul. Exactly. And when he talks into the camera and he's talking to people, He's talking to you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And no, I'm more than ever wanting to see this movie that Tom Hanks did on Mr. Rogers. I think oh. that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a lot of clips of Tom Hanks. And did you know that uh, the wife... Uh, Fred Rogers' wife gave Tom Hanks all of his ties to wear for the show, to wow. channel. And there's, I've seen a lot of videos also on YouTube where people are hating, won't you be, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. They're hating it because they're saying, oh, it's written by all these writers. But the fact is, is that Fred Rogers' wife supports this movie and supports Tom Hanks. And she's not on the cameras every day 
like a lot of people, like let's say Corey Feldman, Michael Jackson died, Corey Feldman's jumping in front of a camera every time he gets a chance. She's not. She's, you know, she gets a chance to speak out. She's going to speak out. And she supports this movie. Yeah, and if anybody's going to protect, you know, that image of him or or believe in it, it'd be her, you know. Yeah, and and, and something that you brought out to me, which I didn't know, but I did find out today, that, Tom, you go ahead and make the announcement. Uh, the what? Tom Hanks is I, I, his cousin. Oh yeah, he was a distant relative. Yeah, Tom Hanks was found out to be a distant relative. I can't remember if he's a cousin. Uh, how many? T- he's a cousin. So that kind of plays yeah, nicely into it too. That's kind of generation cousin of Fred Rogers. Yeah. Sorry, I I, I, I forgot what I was supposed to announce there for a minute there, France. You know. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> that makes for interesting radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's 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 really an interesting fact. It's kind of like, oh, so and he didn't want to play this character because it's so iconic. You know, he's like you can't fake acting. If if you're gonna fake acting. Then it's not, you're you're lying to your audience, and I didn't want to do that with this guy. Nope, me neither. And I, from what I hear, another Academy Award for Tom Hanks. That's what I'm hearing too. I think I, I think how, how you can because he's he he almost looked like totally like him. I mean that's. That's the thing. I mean, he, you know, yeah, and he I've seen did some that of the previews. He just that was perfect. Pardon? He did that shoe toss. That was perfect, also. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of those things you kind of just, if you can do it, you know, pull it off. It's, you know, so. But, yeah. You think you think Joaquin Phoenix over Tom Hanks is gonna win? I think it would be a great Oscars if uh, if if Tom Hanks and Joaquin Phoenix went head to head for like best actor. I mean, whoever wins wins, but I, I I hope that they consider both of them. I hope that they're both up there at the top. I can see that. It'd be a contrast in character studies, definitely. And then, you know, then the Joker. Maybe they maybe Joker they'd share it. <laughs> the Mr. Joker's neighborhood. <laughs> Sounds like a parody or, TV or show. Or just Rogers. Yeah, they should swap movie identities. Where uh, where they they make a movie called Rogers. And it's like a dark Mr. Rogers rises from the city, and and he becomes maniacal. And then and then Mr. Joker's neighborhood, where Joaquin Phoenix plays plays uh, Mr. Rogers, and, and with the trolley. It would be great if they like you, swapped characters. Or you have a really, really, really mellow, uh, soft-spoken criminal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to rob your well, bank now. Well, you know. welcome to my neighborhood. And I think you're special, but I'm going to rob your bank account. You know, I feel like we're making fun of the man, you know. You know what's really cool is also, you know, Eddie Murphy did uh, Mr. Rogers' Ghetto Neighborhood on SNL. Robinson's Neighborhood. Saturday Night Live. Mr. Rogers went to the Saturday Night Live set. And he took a bunch of photos with Eddie Murphy because Mr. Rogers loves photos. And he took a lot of photos with Mr. Rogers. And Hmm. 
him and yeah, Eddie Murphy Mr. Robinson's side neighborhood. by side, and he was like, man, one of the greatest moments of my life. Eddie Murphy's making fun of me. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. I remember one episode where Eddie Murphy was playing him, and he goes, okay, here's the word of the day. Screw. You know? <laughs> the Cabbage Patch dolls where he stuck a head of cabbage on a doll. Yeah. <laughs> He's yep. like, here you go, you got your Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, I mean, but at least he, he didn't take offense at being parodied. I mean, he kind of saw it and took it for what it was. It was just kind of, because usually you, you imitate and kind of parody things that you think you like and that are good and you know and and Fred loved it that he did it and he couldn't wait to take a take a photo we are about to go dead in four minutes how about if we do Fred Rogers saying goodbye okay all right. Good night, Tom. Good night, Francie. You got to hear this Sunday. clip, though. Okay. Don't, don't, yes, next Sunday. All right, here we go. You know, it happens so often. I walk down the street and someone 20 or 30 or 40 years old will come up to me and say, you are Mr. Rogers, aren't you? And then they tell me about growing up with the neighborhood and how they're passing on to the children they know what they found to be important in our television work. Like expressing their feelings through music and art and dance and sports and drama and computers and writing and, and invariably we end our little time together with a hug. I'm just so proud of all of you who have grown up with us and I know how tough it is some days to look with hope and confidence on the months and years ahead. But I would like to tell you what I often told you when you were much younger. I like you just the way you are. And what's more, I'm so grateful to you for helping the children in your life to know that you'll do everything you can to keep them safe and to help them express their feelings in ways that will bring healing in many different neighborhoods. Hello? It's such a good feeling to know that we're lifelong friends. Well, that's 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 nice. That was, that was a nice tribute.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.